Coming up on today's show, Tennessee not holding a spring game this year. We'll tell you why that's the case. Also, Paul Feinbaum commented on why LSU signed a quarterback, Jaden Daniels, and why it's such a big story. We'll tell you what Feinbaum had to say. And a guy who spent the last five seasons with the Tennessee Volunteers, offensive lineman Karon Calbert, is going to stop by the show as we look back on his career in Knoxville and talk about his decision to hit the transfer portal. Also get his thoughts on what the 2022 Vols are going to look like. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here. Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. We're going to talk with Karen Calbert in just a minute. But first, we got plenty to get into. Let's go around the conference. Around the conference. Speaking of Tennessee, they are heading into their year two under Josh Heupel and raised expectations and a lot of fans are excited about the spring and getting ready to see what Hendon Hooker looks like and all the new pieces. Well, fans going to have to wait a little bit longer as it was announced. The annual orange and white orange and white spring scrimmage will not be played this year. According to a release from the school, construction at Neyland Stadium and scheduling conflicts with other venues, the traditional orange and white game will not be played this spring. Instead, Tennessee said it will host an all-vol weekend with tons of events for fans. It'll be a fan-friendly spring weekend featuring multiple volunteer teams in action and a fan-fest tailgate from April 7th to April 10th on campus. Baseball will welcome Missouri for a three-game series at Lindsey Nelson Stadium that weekend. Fans will be treated to post-game fireworks on Saturday night. All three games are sold out. Tennessee will open the 2022 football season at home against Ball State Saturday, September 3rd. Speaking of Josh Heupel, they didn't have to look very far for their new wide receivers coach. The Vols on Monday promoted offensive analyst Kelsey Pope to wide receivers coach. Of course, uh, Cody Burns left this offseason for a similar role with the New Orleans Saints. Pope is in Alabama native, worked closely with the wide receivers last season as an analyst. He was a passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach at Gardner-Webb for a season before joining Heupel staff. He previously served at the wide, as a wide receivers coach at Tennessee Tech in 2019. Paul Feinbaum and some other folks are sharing their thoughts on the new LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels, transferring in from Arizona State. It's a big addition for Brian Kelly and his new staff and his new team. On Monday, Paul Feinbaum was on McElroy and Kublik in the morning on Jocks FM at Birmingham, and Feinbaum said, look, I think this is a very big story. Is this a Joe Burrow moment? Is this going to be a transformational moment for Brian Kelly? So this guy's a really good quarterback, but is that all they need? Joe Burrow played two years down there, and he had a cast around him that was spectacular. He said, I don't think LSU has that now, but I think it was smart. I think Brian Kelly probably doesn't know what he has, but he knows this guy's probably better than everyone 
who has migrated. I think it's a very smart decision. Big battle, man. This spring is going to be Miles Brennan, the incumbent, who, by the way, has struggled with injuries, unable to stay healthy, against Jaden Daniels, who, for the most part, has stayed healthy. It's just his numbers kind of took a dip last year. The interception totals went up. We'll see, but it is going to be an interesting quarterback battle throughout the spring and into the summer for LSU football. Over at Georgia, Matt Luke, of course, made the shocking decision to step away from the Georgia staff this offseason. And he did an interview this week with Dogs 24-7, explaining what led to his decision and how he feels about it. Luke said coaching football is all he's ever done since he graduated. He said it's uncharted territory. He said there's a lot of fear, nervousness about it. He said, I didn't want to have any regrets. My oldest son's 14, the youngest one's 10. I didn't want to have any regrets about seeing them grow up and being there. I've been blessed and fortunate in my career. I told Kirby Smart I would help him win one. It just so happened to be a little bit faster than I thought. So he said, look, everybody was first class from the time I got to Georgia and made it a very, very tough decision to step away. And the toughest thing was walking in that offensive line room and telling those players that I was stepping away from football. Uh, Luke did add that he and his family are staying in the Athens area and they are not planning to move. Uh, Marcus Lattimore, of course, uh, the star player at South Carolina for many years. He was a member of the staff during the Will Muschamp era, and he was on Gamecock Central podcast this week sharing his thoughts on the end of the Muschamp era and the mistakes he made. Lattimore uh, says he's, he stayed connected to the program since he was a player until about two years ago. He was South Carolina's director of player development for two seasons. He was then replaced by Connor Shaw. He said, look, there's factors that you can't see. Uh, for example, there were things in the weight room where things weren't gelling. There were links. Everybody has to be on the same page. There were links within the building that were off. And the building as a whole, I don't think we were doing a good job of creating a unified culture. Everybody was separate, and it felt more business-like. And when you're dealing with human beings, yes, there are times for, for business, but human beings need to be seen, heard, loved, cared for. That was kind of the downfall of Will Muschamp's era at South Carolina. So interesting conversation there from Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina. And there you have it. That is around the conference. When we return, we're going to catch up with Karen Calbert, former Tennessee volunteer. That is coming your way after I tell you about Stat Hero. We love the tournament postseason basketball and if you are one of those people who loves to fill out your brackets look I can't remember the last time I won any money in doing it with my buddies but look uh, Stat Hero they are offering you a different way to get in on the action this postseason Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineup lineups you can come through to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way 
to get your sports action fix. It is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. And right now, if you sign up at stathero.com slash locked on, use our promo code locked on, that'll get you a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and additions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. A quick reminder to check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown coming to you March 14th right here on the Locked On SEC podcast feed and our YouTube channel. You'll catch me, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. Again, that's going to be the Locked On Bracket Breakdown coming to you next week. Pleasure now to talk with this guy, a guy who has spent, uh, oh, about the last five years of his career playing in the SEC and uh, playing over there in Knoxville with the Tennessee Volunteers, six foot five, three twenty-five pound veteran offensive lineman, Karon Calbert, coming off his redshirt senior season, still has one year remaining. He joins us now. Karon, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? We're doing good, man. Um, before we get into what your what you got going on and all this, I kind of want to go back a little bit through your career because, man, it's been such a long and and winding road for you. Take me back to your freshman year because I remember you, you had a knee injury in high school. You come into Tennessee as, as, as a big-time recruit, expecting to contribute early, and you end up, uh, what, the knee injury comes back and you basically decide to have surgery and you miss your whole freshman year. What what was that like? So, um, yeah, I had, uh, had tore my ACL uh, freshman year. College didn't expect to do that at all, but, um, you know, it set me back a little bit. Um, I'm still thankful. I'm upright today. I'm still playing until today, so that's a good sign. <laughs> But, um, no, it was, um, it was a little depressing just because, you know, I had high hopes on at least getting in the mix. Um, if not being in the mix, just getting in the mix, uh, to play, um, got to practice a little bit, uh, practice, um, all the way until, uh, fall camp. And I tore my, I think I tore my ACL like maybe two weeks in and, uh, it really killed me. It really killed me, but I had my teammates, had my coaches around me. Uh, building me back up for the next year um, was key to uh, get me back on the field because I will say that the athletic part of it is it, it, that part's easy, but it's really mental because I mean it's just you, it's you doing the work, not nobody else. Yeah, somebody else can tell you like, "Hey man, keep going" or "Good job" or anything like that, but it's it's you. It's a mental battle with you daily uh, getting over the injury. So that's what it was for me, and luckily I had uh, like I said, great teammates and great coaches to uh, get me through that. Now, now, you did it. You appeared in 10 games in 2018. Uh, there was a report that came out, and tell me if this is right or wrong, but there was a report that came out that you were decide, you were possibly 
deciding whether to retire from football because of the coaching change with Butch Jones out and Jeremy Pruitt in. Was that, was that the case? No, that was not the case. That was not the case at all. Um, it was more so of, like looking at myself, like, like I had to take a step back and look at myself like, oh, okay, well, I mean, this is a big time. Like college, like, like here three, four or five years from now, like, uh, NFL coaches, you're not, they're not going to hear that. They're, they're going to know if are you ready. And at that time, I was a freshman. I had a freshman mindset. Uh, I'm not saying all freshmen have that mindset. I'm just saying for me and, and my growing and my doing, I, my mindset had to change. And that's really all it was. It was really focused, it was really all of my body. It had nothing to do with the coaching changes. Uh, I, I personally thought uh, Coach Brew was a good coach. Uh, I know we're not talking about that, but I personally thought he was a good coach uh, when I had him. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What was it like transitioning from from Butch to to Jeremy Pruitt? Because obviously, two guys with very different personalities. Oh yeah, it, it was like night and day. But I, I, every coach I've had, I again, I respect, um, I respect Coach Jones um, for recruiting me and um, you know offering me. Uh, I respect Coach Coach Pruitt coming in and setting uh, setting a standard, uh, making guys a little tougher. Um, the expectation, the bar, setting it high, and if you're not meeting it, then you know he wasn't. He obviously wasn't happy, but um, it was like it was really night and day because uh, Coach Jones is more like I don't want to say he was like too laid back, but he was more of like a laid back. Um, Coach Pruitt, uh, he's more um, he's gonna get like not that Butch didn't get in your tail, but Coach Pruitt was going to get in your tail, and some guys. Or some people, not guys, but some people mix passion, uh, get passion mixed up with just coaching, or excuse me, disrespect, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and Coach Pruitt had a lot of passion because he truly loved the game. He truly loved the game. Um, and I respect, and again, I respect him for bringing a lot of toughness to the program because um, while Coach Jones was here, not to say that he didn't, um, uh, what's the word, the word I'm looking for, force the toughness. But or reinforced, but Coach Pruitt like reinforced toughness day in and day out, and I think that's why um, the program at Tennessee has grown. Um, I know, I know. One year we were down, we went three and seven, but that doesn't that doesn't say anything about the group of people that that was around us um, and the group of guys that I was around. That doesn't say anything. That just means that year we weren't all there, but great group of guys, and um, Coach Pruitt was a great coach. I want to fast forward to, to 2019 because you end up having a nice season. I think you, you started at guard and then uh, started five times at right tackle. You were a big part of that old line that was really playing well as you guys won six straight to finish off the year with the bowl win. Did you feel like that season things were really starting to click for you? Yes. Yeah, so, um, again, tearing my you know, ACL uh, my freshman year and then getting a little bit of – getting a little play uh, my sophomore year. And then finally, like, okay, like, Tehran, you've got to – You've got to be a factor for us, and uh, uh, coming in and, and being a factor, like I didn't, I didn't want to do anything other than my job. That's all I wanted to do was my job and make sure that I was clicking on, clicking on high ceilings at, at at all times, making sure that I wasn't going to be the reason why um, we were going to fail. Uh, so really, that was my mindset going throughout the whole season. Uh, I mean, like I, I really felt like I was like getting the game of football and grasping it and, and really up my, my level of play and really putting film out there that NFL coaches could look at or scouts could look at 
and but hey, that's a guy that we possibly could use one day. Um, and so, really, like I said, uh, Coach Pruitt and uh, my actually my offensive line coach uh, Will Friend uh, played a big part in that, and also again my my teammates uh, played a big role in that because pushing me day in and day out. I couldn't have done what I did without well God and them. So. Um, yeah, it was clicking on uh, high feelings for me, man. I, I I really I really loved that year, and I wish I could I wish I could actually get a little bit more of that year back. Um, but and, hey, things are the way they are. You fast forward to 2021, and man, high expectations. You have a new coaching staff, Jeremy Pruitt, or, or rather, uh, Josh Heupel coming in, and then you suffer right. the biceps injury in preseason camp. I mean, did it just feel like? Man, what is going on with with just the all, the all the different injuries, and now this time it's an upper body injury. So yeah, man. Like I mean, like imagine being in my shoes, like, and 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 that's for anybody really. And I'm not saying that for me, but I'm just saying for the moment, just imagine being in my shoes. So you know, I'm planning on you know hopefully coming out um, uh, 2021 to be a prospect for the you know for the NFL. Um, but before that, you know, I'm I'm planning on you know, saying starting, you know what I'm saying? I'm planning on doing that and, and putting good film out for the year. And the next time, you know, boom, my boss is there. And I, if, if that didn't send, if that didn't send me for a world, whirlwind, I don't know what was going to send me for a whirlwind because that was the last thing that I expected, actually. Um, it happened in O-line, D-line pass rush. And um, I, I, I went down to a knee and I got up and the trainer came over and kind of asked me what was going on. And I was like, man, I don't know, man. I think I, might have told my bicep action. And uh, we get to the side, and, you know, later on during the day, they send me to go get an MRI, and then next thing you know, um, torn bicep. And so that truly took me back to 2017 when I took, when I tore my ACL um, because I had to re I had to re um, analyze what had just what had just happened. And so it killed my spirits at the same time. It didn't kill it enough because I ended up coming back in 2021. I ended up coming back. I worked my ass off. Excuse my language. I'm not supposed to cuss it, but I worked <laughs> yeah, my ass fine. off to get back. Man, I, no, I'm for real, dude. I worked my ass off to get back and, and to play with my, and to practice with my brothers one more time or my teammates one more time, brothers, like I said. That was more important to me than anything, letting them know that I was going to be there, that I wasn't just going to be somebody who got hurt and was like, oh, man, well, don't worry about next year. Nah, I was going to make sure that you know, they knew that I cared, and I knew that I cared. So, um, ended up getting back out there. I uh, got to play a little bit, uh, not as much as I'd like, but hey, hey, I, I, it's a test to me. It's a testimony to my character, my feet. More with Karen Calvert in just a second, but guys, March Madness is right around the corner. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. If you want to go for the usual, sure, but if you want to go with the best. We've done our homework, and running brackets with runyourpool.com is the way to go. They got standard brackets. They got other game types like Survivor or really whatever you want. Uh, They have options to edit scoring. They offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you're not going to find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic, play alongside your employees, or even gain customers. They also offer full customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool uh, in Run Your Pool because that's where we're running, we're running our brackets ourselves. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, 
You can create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout. You can get $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available up there at the website. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. That will be your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Also, perfect time of year to check out what our friends over at betonline.net are offering. Football season, of course, is over. Basketball about to enter the postseason. That's big. There's a lot of information out there that you're going to need. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline, they remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news throughout the season and offseason is not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your number one source for hockey, boxing, UFC, all the information and coverage that you need. Head on over to their website today. Check them out. You can even do so on your mobile device. Learn more about all the trends and action going on out there. It is BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Continue our conversation with Karen Calbert. Uh, spent the last five years in Knoxville with the Tennessee Volunteers. 33 career games played in Knoxville. Uh, certainly looked like uh, you were going to be a starting piece of this team, but you made the decision a few weeks ago to uh, hit the transfer portal. And it was announced you transferred to Eastern Kentucky. I guess I'll ask the question a lot of volunteer fans maybe have on their minds. Why Why now? Why, why uh, transfer now? Um and just what went into your decision into to making this move? Well, to be honest with you, man, I, again, I, I graduated from the University of Tennessee. Um, that was a big thing for me to do. I promised my grandmother I was going to do that, and I promised uh, a lot of other people I was going to do that. And um, from my freshman year to my senior year, again, there's just a lot of things that I got to look back on. There's a lot of relationships that I made, and um, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never uh, regret going to the University of Tennessee. It's a great school. Um, and I made it, like I said, I made a lot of connections, but I just felt as if the time was up for me. I felt like God was telling me like, hey, there might be a new route that you need to take, you know? And I don't like, uh, for, for the believers out there, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't force, like you just don't go against God's hand. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to pray about it. Uh, talked to my grandmother about it, and I just felt like I needed a fresh new start. Personally, that's just that's just how I felt because my mind it was starting to get cluttered of all the things that have gone on here at the University of Tennessee, and I was just like, a new start might be, might do me better. And so I decided to have a new start with my uh, my uh, coach, Coach Walt Wells. Actually, he coached me um, my 2017 year when I had entered at uh, University of Tennessee. He coached me on 2017 year, and it just so happened that he was here at EKU. It's not too far from uh, Tennessee. Uh, folks who know me know know that I'm really close to my grandmother, um, and she's you know she lives in Tennessee, so she's about three hours from me, give or take. Um, so that also played a factor as well. So um, just just want a new beginning. Um, I got my degree from the University of Tennessee, and and that's what I said I was going to do, and I did that. Yeah, it's great stuff, man. And, and uh, obviously, I, I think at least for the most part, things I've seen on social media and, and message boards and stuff, a lot of Tennessee fans are saying, 
we wish him the best of luck. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those guys, you graduated, you've been there long enough, you end up somewhere else, uh, people are going to be rooting for you. And, and hopefully you do big things at Eastern Kentucky. You guys have an awesome year. And, man, if you have a big year, you get into the draft next year and uh, so on and so forth. We're only beginning to write the K-Ron Calvert story. It's not the end. So um, Exactly. <laughs> certainly looking forward to seeing that. I do want to get your thoughts a little bit on just – some of the guys at Tennessee since you're kind of just starting to, to leave there and head on over uh, to, to EKU. But uh, give me some thoughts on this Vols team kind of moving th- forward. What different? How different were things when Heupel took over last season? It seemed like a lot of guys liked him and maybe responded a little bit more positively to him than Coach Pruitt. So, again, um, Heupel is a his player's coach, and um, he's really all about – like he tells, he'll tell you himself, the football will take care of it. The football part will take care of itself. You've got to really, truly build relationships with players and know that they care and know that, know that, like, that the, the coach cares and they've, and the, and the players got to sense that. And I think not that, not that, not that Jeremy didn't care, not that Coach Brewer didn't care. I think it was more of that Hype was a, a people person and, and he, he'll, He'll wait on you a little bit, you know what I'm saying? He'll bring you along. But if you're not one of those who just want to come along, then he'll, he'll tell you, again, he'll tell you himself. He wants people who are at who want to be at Tennessee, who want to be the who want to develop and be the best they could be. Go one and know every day. That's that's the little thing we had uh, while I was there. One and know every day. And, um, again, like I said, Heibel, I think he knows how to. Uh, I know. He, I think he knows how to build character. I know. I think he knows how to get it, get it out of you the way he wants to get it out of you. And um, a lot of folks didn't didn't see. Uh, again, I'll say us because I was there last year, so I'll say us. A lot of folks didn't see us be as successful as we were last year. Now we didn't end. We didn't end the year quite right, but a lot of folks didn't uh, see us being as successful as we were last year. And I think that's a testimony to that team that's there now because they're going to continue to grow. And they're going to continue to grab recruits, and they're going to continue to to push every single day, every single day, day in and day out, uh, because um, this is the like like uh, this is what um, uh, one of the coaches said. This right here is the dog days of college football. This is when 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 it comes back around to game time, you'll see who was working and who wasn't who wasn't working hard enough. If that makes sense. So uh, again, credit to that staff, good staff. Um, and they've got great players there. I can't wait to see what they're going to do uh, when they play because I still have some buddies there, Jerome Carvin, Coop Mays, um, James Robinson. He's a, he's a young guy. Um, Darnell Wright. I mean, really the whole the whole O-line, like I, I love those guys, and it was hard for me to leave them, but at the same time, I can't wait to see what their success is. Well, by that same token, uh, you guys started the year with Joe Milton, but very quickly, Hendon Hooker was thrown into the mix. He took over, and man, he really uh, performed well down the stretch of last season. He's coming back now. What did you think of the year Hendon Hooker had, and how much better can he be next year, in your opinion? So, I think he had a hell of a year. Um, I, I think I think he knew that if he had an opportunity to take over, I think that he that he was like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to do it with everything I got. Uh, mind you, uh, Hendon Hooker is one of the most humble people I've ever met. Uh, he had no animosity or any bad intentions or nothing like that. Like that, that's that's the one of the most cohesive quarterback crew, quarterback groups I've seen in a while since I've been around um, um, 
but football, or excuse me, Tennessee while I was there at Tennessee. Those guys loved each other. They competed each uh, day in and day out. Like, there was no bad blood there. Like, it was like, okay, like, who's going to get the job done for us? Because, again, it's not – and it's, there's no I in team. We all know that. That's a phrase, right? Well, you know, they're both were about, you know, team and Henry Hooker. Like, he really, like – like, he – like, I wish I, I wish you could understand and, like, how much that I got to see him grow throughout the year. And, like, I can't wait for y'all to see how much more he, he's going to grow because – I'm telling you, like that dude right there. I thought he could have. I um, I thought he could have came out uh, for the draft this year. If that makes if that makes sense, I thought he could have came out. But you know, he's trusting in God's plan, and and that's the plan that he he needs to trust in. And I think and I think that's why he came back. Yeah, and his name's popping up on you know Heisman preseason watch lists and all kinds of stuff. So I think a lot of oh, people dude. excited to see what he could do this year. Just got a couple more for you, real quick, Aaron. I saw you took advantage of the. Alante Taylor promo last year. You got your free cookies from the Moonshine Mountain Cookie <laughs> Company. How many guys jumped on that promo? Because, by the way, two, two, you got two free cookies to anyone whenever uh, Alante Taylor had an interception last season. But I was going through the pictures, and I saw a picture of you there. You took advantage of it. Oh, man, I'm telling you, dude. Those, dude moonshine, moonshine cookies are like – look, I ain't never done crack, but that's like crack. I'm trying to tell you. I'm, 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 I'm trying to tell you. Dude, their cookies are amazing. So anytime that Alante either uh, missed the interception or didn't get an interception at all, dude, we were upset, bro. We'd be like, bro, Alante, bro, those are our cookies right there. Like, come on, dude. Uh, but no, nah, dude, yeah, no, nah, I definitely going to take advantage of it. I actually got twelve. I actually bought twelve after I got my free two. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, dog, dude, they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, next time I'm in Knoxville, I'm definitely gonna have to stop by there and, and try them out. Um, last please, thing, dude, please, <laughs> please. last thing for you, Karon, you, you graduated with a communications degree, uh, studies degree in December, like you mentioned. I saw you even got an NIL deal with Enzo. Pretty cool for you to be able to still be in school and make some money now, right? This NIL deal is is working out for a lot of guys. Dude, it's huge. I'm trying to tell you, man. It's 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 like not it's not like college. It's, it's not like college players were asking for millions, and and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that some didn't. I mean, obviously there were probably some out there that did, but uh, but I think it's just more so like so we can not worry about that on the daily, so we can actually worry about football. Like like there's just some things that we have to worry about, and I know we're athletes, and I know we probably get more than than the average person, but you know this is what comes with it. You know, like we 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 were we were given talent by God. And it, it just so happened to be that we can benefit from it. And I think it's I, – while I think – while some think it's not as good, I think it's amazing, obviously, because it benefits me. But it, 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 it's deeper than that. And I don't want to go that deep, but it's deeper than that. And so I think it's a great thing that uh, us college athletes are able to use our name, image, and likeness. Okay, Ron, great stuff, man. Uh, you got a great personality and uh, certainly a, a great disposition, and we're, uh, we're wishing you the best of luck, man, as you decide to continue your college career. Go kill it at Eastern Kentucky, and uh, we'll be talking about – we're talking about all the guys at the Combine this week. Hopefully we're talking about your name a year from now and uh, impressing the scouts and everything and heading to the NFL. But, man, congrats on uh, a great five years in Knoxville, and go kill it over there at EKU, okay? Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I, it, it means a lot to me more than you know, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Great stuff there. Uh, K-Ron Calvert joining us here on Locked on SEC. Appreciate him uh, taking some time out to join us. Great stuff. And great young man. 
again, wishing him the best of luck uh, deciding to transfer over to Eastern Kentucky. He's going to finish his career there. And uh, as you mentioned, as he mentioned, a link with his former coach there and uh, should start immediately. See if he can have a great year and take his talent to the next level, but certainly an accomplished, uh, really solid, good career. And a guy's degree at Tennessee. Isn't that what it's all about? We talk about student athletes. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Again, appreciate our, our, our guest, Karen Calvert, joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for an all-new edition of Locked On SEC. And a quick reminder, go make your second listen. You can check out the Locked On NFL Draft uh, podcasts where they're breaking down everything leading up to the NFL Draft. Make that your second listen today. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC. You sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.